welcome to Family Financial Views from University of Illinois Extension. Hello, everyone. It is such a pleasure to be on today with my colleague, Kathy. My name is Kamaya Wallace-Bichard, and my colleague, Kathy Sweeter, and I will be talking about another fun topic. So we just want to do like a quick shout out to all our listeners and people who have been listening to like the different ones that we've been doing. We really do appreciate it. So thank you so much. How are you doing today, Kathy? I'm doing great, Kamaya. I'm really looking forward to another Family Financial Feuds podcast, and I think this topic is going to generate a lot of conversation. I know there's a lot of Family Financial Feuds around it. Absolutely. So today, we're going to be talking about smart mobile devices. And those, what are those? What are those things that we use like in our daily lives? And Kathy and I had like this awesome conversation even before we started recording and thinking about how the way that we communicate today is very different than we did even like 10 years ago. So we thought that this was a great podcast just to talk about um, in household, household, sorry, how do people make decisions about the type of of mobile devices that they do get and just to look to see how these discussions could sometimes evolve into family feuds. And then we're also going to talk about like some of the strategies to like save and plan for like your smart mobile devices. So to kick us off in our discussion, uh, a big thing for us always is to you know, bring in some of our personal experiences, but also look to see like what the research says. So when we were doing like background for this podcast, um, I wanted to know like, what what's the definition of smart devices? And so one that I found um, states that a technology is referred to as smart when it is an electronic device or system that can be connected to the internet and use interactively. What do you think about that definition? You know what? I really like that definition. I just, it kind of, it seemed pretty clear to me. And then for our conversation today, I think we're going to add in that part that it needs to be something mobile. Yes. So we don't have to talk about everything that sits around our household, but all those things that we can pick up and carry with us or move around to connect up with the internet and communicate. Communicate, I think, is a big piece of what we're going to be doing. Absolutely. And then some of the common like um, smart mobile devices that we do find in households, we talk a lot about like phones and computers. So of course, that could include like your laptops and then of course your iPads, tablets, even smart watches, right? So we do have smart watches and um, Kathy mentioned also too, like those Echo Dots and the Echoes and Alexas that we do, a lot of households do have. And even gaming systems that are now mobile and connect yes. up and do kind of wild and wacky things. When we ha I saw this long list, I started thinking about it and I thought, it doesn't even matter what one of these costs. I have so many of these in my household. <laughs> and, you know, thinking back to when, uh, before we had all this technology and, and smart devices, you know, mm -hmm. I remember when we had one phone in the house. I don't mean like <laughs> one phone per person. I mean, one landline. And yep. that was the only cost you had to think about. Mm -hmm. um, and now, you know, we have all these different 
possibilities and things that we can add on. And um, it really can add up quite a bit. It really can. And, you know, this like leads us into another part of our discussion where, you know, how do household decide like which devices to get? So say, for example, you're in a household where it's a family household where you have adult members, maybe teenagers, um, some other school age children, and you're trying to figure out what devices do I get for my family? Or you could be in a household where maybe you are on like different plans with like roommates or friends that you share the household with. So how do you decide on what the needs of that household is? The one of the main mobile devices that we do use today, believe it or not, is our cell phones. It is our cell phones. And I looked at some data from the National Center for Health Statistics, and they do like a report each year, and they stated that more than half of American households only have like wireless cell phones. Um, and so for a lot of households, they have like the cell phones or other mobile phones that they do use instead of landline. So what Kathy was just talking about a while ago with, um, you know, back in the days, we were having like one line, <laughs> line for your house. Way um, back then. <laughs> yeah. So, but now it's changed so much. And not only do like half of American households have like those wireless telepho- telephones, the information also shares that. For a lot of children who are growing up in this households, they're growing up in households where they're like, what are landlines? What do you use those things for? So majority of children growing up in like these households are in households that only use like wireless telephones. Kind of add in on that. Um, I looked up to see, you know, how much are people actually paying for telephone services? Mm-hmm. And our conversation is broader than telephone, but just to look at that piece of it. Um, and it's, you know, two, over 2% of household costs go towards telephone services, which, you know, is less than things like food, of course, but still adds up. Mm-hmm. Um, on the average, it's around 1400 a year for a household, and that includes phone cards or sell plans or all that good stuff. Um, But I thought it was interesting. Mm -hmm. The peak cost for it is when people are 45 to 55 years old, the peak's up at around $1,800 a year. But it makes sense to me because that's when you start adding in more cell phones as your children Mm -hmm. become teens and you're looking at how do you stay in connection with all these family members that are going places and doing different things. Mm -hmm. Um, So So you probably, that's one of the reasons that boosts about that time, I would guess. Yeah, expanding on like the family plans. Yeah. So for this topic, Kathy, so we talked a, a little bit about like cell phones. And of course, we'll talk about other mobile devices as we move further along into our discussion. So big thing for us is why are there family feuds around like technology? What could be some of the reasons why um, you might have disagreement within families about the type of devices that they use? And for us, like thinking about how this becomes a feud in a lot of different ways has to do with like different attitudes and comfort level with technology. Also for families trying to decide which ones do you get, like which is the best one that is going to be most cost effective, that's going to work better for your family. And also looking at what age, so for the younger family members, what age do you introduce them to um, different types of mobile devices and having like debates about like the cost and protection plans that come with those. 
You know, and I wonder if one of the reasons that this is like a family feud that we're seeing is because access to this kind of technology where we could have different devices and mobile devices is really kind of new to our whole society. Yes. I mean, yes, it's been going on for a while, but it's not one of those things where we can look back to what our parents did or our grandparents did and said kind of like maybe dining table manners or something where you're like, okay, everybody needs to say thank you or please. <laughs> you know, those are like easy things that you start to teach your children, right? Mm -hmm. um, but this one, you're like, okay, so what does make sense? in terms of smart uh, phones like yeah. what is what are those you know okay it's nice that they might I might be able to reach them when I want to reach them but mm -hmm. you know I always think about like what happens when they drop one of those and it breaks <laughs> <laughs> you know then we're, I mean how often does it happen with young you know young folks and exactly. what are the costs of that exactly and so a big piece with that too goes into like this idea of how like these feud might develop because we're trying to figure out all of that right because you just mentioned like we have no reference point how do we how did like those before us handle like a lot of this and you think about like even like some of the different issues that families had before with like oh my teenager is learning how to drive so now I have to think about car insurance versus with like all these different mobile devices like making decisions around those so that's a, that's a great point Kathy um, another thing we talked about too with like the family feud piece has to do with yes a lot of mobile devices like our cell phones provide a great um, medium and way of communication but it can also like affects communication within families right well, I think, you know, that's what we always, you know, hear in the media and probably run into with our own families as well, too, is like, you know, when is it appropriate to be on your smartphone? Mm -hmm. Is it appropriate as you're falling asleep? Is it appropriate at school while your teacher's talking? Is it appropriate <laughs> um, around mealtime? You know, when, when. And, and this isn't just for kids. It's also for the adults in the household, too. Like, when do you get off that? When do you set it down? Mm -hmm. um, you know, when there was only one phone in the house, you couldn't have everybody on the phone at the same time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wait your turn. So, yeah, you had to wait mm -hmm. your turn. And mm -hmm. it wasn't quite, you know, and there wasn't, you know, it was just different. It was just different. So, all you know, I think these communication pieces matter. I'm sure all of us can think of a time we wanted to have a conversation with somebody else and they wanted to be on a smart device. Mm -hmm. And how did you, how did that get resolved? How did that make us feel? And so this, yeah, there are a lot of issues can emerge from like those pieces when we're trying to decide, you know, how do we manage all of these devices within our households and what regulations do we create for ourselves? And if we do have like younger people in the household, like children, like how do you create regulations for them? You know, I wanted to touch a little bit on one of our previous episodes that we did on multi-generational families and Kathy and I did that um, one together and we talked about like a lot about like living in multi-generational households some of like the things that you have to navigate so my question to you Kathy yay surprise question my question to you Kathy is as we think as we did like that podcast on living in multi-generational households how do you think that this piece with like smart mobile devices, what are some of the challenges or benefits of having like these different devices in like 
this type of household? Well, that's a great question. And I can think of two things mm -hmm. that I think are really positive pieces about these smart mobile devices and multi-generations. So one, I know a lot of family members are able to stay in contact with family that don't live right in their town mm -hmm. through using services like Skype or Zoom or other FaceTime in order to really, you know, connect different generations yes. with each other. And for those of us who have moved away from our families for jobs and other reasons, um, that's huge. That's mm -hmm. really big because I grew up being able to be close to my grandparents, but my kids we moved away, so they couldn't be close to them physically, <laughs> but we had to find other ways for them to stay connected. And then the other thing that I think is kind of cool is that it gives the younger generation a chance to be the experts on something with the older generations, <laughs> because I think there's most of us can remember, think of a time where we have turned to somebody younger and said, can you help me with this mm -hmm. piece of technology, mm -hmm. whether it's a smartphone or some other device. Um, you know, my dad, who is um, in his 80s, came out to visit recently and he brought his brand new smartphone. He had never, he had kind of resisted <laughs> and um, brought it out specifically knowing that my sons would be around to help him get started and learn how to do all the tricks that he wanted to do with his smartphone because he'd been watching. So he had, you know, different things he wanted to learn while that week that he was out um, visiting with us. So both of those things, I think, are really positive things that can happen um, when you think about multi-generations and technology. Absolutely. Those are some absolutely great points. And I love that we can refer back to like even like that episodes because there's a lot of different topics that we do cover that link into some of the other topics that um, we are currently doing and the ones that we have in play Another piece that I wanted to talk about, too, has to do with the money piece, right? So that's a big yeah. piece for us. Like, how do financial feuds emerge from, like, different money issues? And it goes into discussions on how do you pay for, like, these devices? And in a lot of ways, people can enter into payment plans, of course, depending on, like, what payment plans you're interested in and what service providers that you're using. And I see this as an issue as it has occurred in my family as well, too, we we're having like this discussion on should we save up the cash and make sure that we have the cash to pay for it? Or should we enter into a plan and pay it off over time? Yeah. So this is where I do start getting concerned about, I mean, I love technology and mm -hmm. I love all these great gadgets and being able to do things I couldn't do before. Mm -hmm. But with each one, there is a cost and they're not low costs yes. um, typically. And it's for me being kind of a gadget geek and I'm not as bad as some of my family. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, there's also this feeling of like, I need the next best and beautiful one mm -hmm. that does X, Y, Z more than the last one. Um, and so I think it, we really does come back to sometimes where we have to, you know, kind of rein back that excitement and think about our needs. Like, what is the purpose of this device? Um, 
is it, you know, so we can all stay connected and communicate with each other then, and is that a value of ours that we want to act on mm-hmm. or is it so we can watch more movies online and is that a value of ours? I mean, right. so, you know, and for some families, you know, that may be a very low cost entertainment mode and it's a high value for them if they're really, um, you know, that movies are important to them. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to knock that, but just what is it that's high value for each family and then which device serves that best versus maybe I need, maybe you don't need one of everything for each member of the household. Right. And (laughs) this is such a valid point. And this leads us into, you know, Kathy and I also talked about like needs versus status. So what, um, you know, you just said, just like right on the head. So hit it right on the head. So the big piece with like, what do you actually need versus am I doing this because, you know, the newest and the latest version just came out and I need to have it. Um, Um, For whatever reason, we're not going to say you need to have it to show off with other people, but, you know, for (laughs) what maybe that is your motivation, maybe that's (laughs) your motivation, you know, that, you know, your, your friends or your family are so used to seeing you with like all the latest and most updated things. So, um, you know, keeping up with that, but a big piece for us is how is it functioning for you and for your family? And I did look and find like information on some of like the major, um, providers that do have like lower cost cell phones. Those are the ones that we don't really hear a lot about, right? Where they don't have big launches and other things like that. We don't hear a lot about them, but especially for a lot of families who are looking for um, lower cost um, mobile devices, like your cell phones. Say for example, you have teenagers who are going to be needing phones or another family member who is going to be needing a cell phone. So looking at like, what are some of the other options? options besides the one that walk the red carpet, right? That's a really (laughs) excellent point. Yeah. yeah. It may also be a good opportunity, you know, because if you have a teen or somebody who is really excited about the the latest and the greatest mm-hmm. that, you, you know, you might, there may be a point where you can do some negotiations. Like I'm willing to pay for this low priced one, but if you raise the funds to, to pay for the rest, then we can talk. A little bit of negotiation in the family. Yeah. Some Mm -hmm. kind of give and take and explaining, you know, what you can afford and why. And those, those are great opportunities kind of for teachable moments when they arise, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Another piece relating to like the cost too. So besides like making like that purchase and decision, right? So you're deciding whether you're going to put it on a payment plan or you're going to save the money and just pay cash for it. Another piece that um, we've thought about has to do with like, do you add protection plans, like those extended warranties to the devices that you're buying? And when should you make the decisions about adding like those types of things? And there are mixed reviews, right? There are mixed reviews on a lot of these. I mean, you know, I know that you and I were both just looking at a consumer report Mm -hmm. that looked at the, you know, whether it's worth paying product warranties. And I Mm -hmm. wished I could summarize it and say yes or no. But again, like you said, there's pros and cons. I mean, I think... One of their points was that consumers often overestimate the likelihood of mm-hmm. needing repairs. And I think on an average, that's probably true. Yeah. But 
I also know that there is one or two members in our family that we've decided are above average in the likelihood <laughs> of needing repairs on their devices. Um, time has proven. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, in our household, we've made a decision that uh, some household members, we don't really need those warranties. We'll take the risk. We'll cover it ourselves if we need it. Mm -hmm. um, with other family members, we feel like, the risk is too great for us and that we're better off getting a warranty for it. So we're not even consistent within our household. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, this piece as well too, where for a lot of families, like they're trying to make like those decisions, um, a big thing that I think about to avoid like some of the family feuds is looking into what that warranty actually is, what it's actually saying, the amount that you have to pay. And one thing that we do do in like our family is we kind of look at like the benefits of getting like a care for a device, that protection plan for a device versus what it would cost us for repair. So we do that comparison to make sure that um, if this is a, you know, spending device and we need to make sure that we have some coverage on it, what will it cost us to repair it if something did happen? Yeah. And I think you make a good point in that making that decision while you're checking out and buying the item after hours of waiting or whatever, <laughs> and it shouldn't always take that long, but it seems like it does. Yes. And because there's so many choices, mm -hmm. but we, you know, again, what we know from research is when you have to make a lot of decisions and you get tired, then you run into decision fatigue. Yes, so then you when you're offered something like a warranty at the end of a decision-making process, you're much more likely just to say yes, because you're tired of making decisions. Um, and so having a chance to like do some of that comparison shopping and thinking about what's best for your family in terms of warranties or other add-on products before you go shopping mm -hmm. is likely to save you money. Either way that you end up deciding, at least you've done it when you weren't exhausted and you're in a clean, clear mind and you can, you know, make that decision before you go. Absolutely. And for like some providers too, they do let consumers know that you have, say, for example, 30 or 60 days to add the extended warranty after you purchase the device. Um, so you also might have some time before you make that decision, unless you're going in right away and you know that, nope, I'm not getting this, or yes, I think we should. Um, you will have time with like some of the manufacturers, some of the sellers um, to make that decision of whether or not you want to add it. And that's a good way for you to just ask other people, right? Talk to other people about what um, they've used and if they've um, used like any of these services to in case they encounter like any issues with like their device. Good points. And so like anything that is a significant purchase, it always does make sense to me to do some, you know, research before I go out or before I hit the web and hit the push button to buy. Um, and, you know, think about what are not only the cost of the item today, but what am I going to put into it going forward? Um, whether it's like having money set aside to do those repairs or mm -hmm. covering it with some kind of insurance plan. Yeah. Wonderful. And, you know, I really like this discussion because I'm sure that our listeners do have like a number of points that they can um, share with us about this or even like stories, right? We love hearing stories about how you maneuver um, different strategies and communication about money and in this sense, communication about smart mobile devices in your household. So how can people find us, Kathy? 
Well, you can always find us on SoundCloud, and that's an easy place. We also have our podcast up on iTunes and Google Play. Mm -hmm. So we are out there and um, we'd love to have, if you're listening to us, if you can tell one more person about our podcast. Yeah, that would be wonderful. And also on our blog at Plan Well, Retire Well, um, we do have a blog that we do cover a number of topics. Um, Some, we also do like summaries of some of our podcast episodes as well, too. So if you're interested in that, um, look us up. All right. So, Kathy, so avoiding like family financial feuds around technology, we talked um, about learning more about like those extended warranties. So when you're thinking about like protection plans, we also talked about looking at low price cell phone options or smartphone options um, that could you can have from major providers. There are some other considerations too that I do think about when it comes to how many devices you have in like your household and how does that work? And that has to do with like your data plan. So the data plan that you do have, um, how is that divided amongst like the devices that you um, currently have in your household? And for me, in my household personally, like we have um, streaming options that we do, do use. And so the most Mobile devices that we have affects like our streaming options and we try to reduce the amount that we do use so that we're not paying a lot more in like those subscription fees and have you had any experiences with any of those Kathy? So when you say reduce the amount, you mean like limit it to how many devices it can show on? Is yes. that what you're saying? Yes. So okay. say, for example, I'll give you an example. Um, so one of our streaming options has to do with the amount of screens that you have um, the application on. And so you will pay for the amount of screens. And so your plan, like your streaming plan, depends on the amount of stream, the amount of um Different devices. Different devices that you do have. Devices with screens, right? Yes, the screens that you do have. And so the more you have on there, the more you'll pay. And for us, like wanting to make sure that we're not having a lot on there, because even if it's like a $2 increase, it is still a $2 increase that you're paying monthly. So wanting to make sure that we reduce that amount. Yeah, it's those little amounts that you do over and over again that really can add up over time. It really does. I mean, another thing that comes to mind for me and when people are looking at all these different ways, you know, different smart mobile devices and how do you keep those costs down is that I know um, looking at some research from the Pew Research Center that a lot of low-income families are choosing to have a smartphone to Mm -hmm. use to connect to the internet and do communications and research and job interviews and all those kinds of things rather than um, even when they can't afford to have a traditional computer or a laptop at home. So, um, you know, it's interesting to me how things have evolved um, over the years, when I now talk to people about needs versus wants, smartphones come up as a need, mm-hmm. which isn't maybe fit our traditional definition, definition yes. of a need like food and shelter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 
to be honest, when that is a way that, you know, if they're applying for jobs, people are going to get back to them. That's mm-hmm. how they can wire money to friends and I mean, not friends, family. Um, that's how they can, you know, stay in touch with family and friends. Uh, that's how they can, you know, find jobs. So with uh, the smartphone has just really, I think, turned our lives it just changed them so much. I um, you know, I think we were even saying, you know, when my kids were little and they would go to sleep, we would, we had a tape deck in their room mm-hmm. and we would turn on music for them. And I think you were saying that you use a smart device so your daughter can listen to music. Absolutely. Um, so for her with like her iPad and a big thing for that, like her interface with like her iPad is not just for um, entertainment, meaning watching things. She also also use it for educational things that she gets through school or through different thing, activities that she's involved in. And it also serves as an amazing um, device for getting her to sleep at night because she likes to have like the Lion King soundtrack on or a different like soundtrack on that can help her get to sleep. And it's also her alarm. So in the mornings, like that's what wake her up. That's what puts her to sleep. So a lot of different ways in how um, she interfaces with her, her smart device. So all these things are important considerations too. So while we think about things and it's important to think about what is, how much money are we spending on Mm -hmm. things like smart mobile devices? At the same time, I think we need to recognize that it's just become such a, a, I want to say just such an essential component of our daily lives in so many ways that we also have to, you know, acknowledge that we're going to need to find a place in our spending plans and our budgets for these costs. Um, The question is how much and how do you handle it and how do you Mm -hmm. keep them reasonable Mm -hmm. given your overall costs? Yeah, absolutely. And I bet there are people listening to like this podcast who are saying, you sound very pro um, smart devices. And we talked a little bit about this as well, too. But I think a big thing for us is, you know, kind of what like the research is showing and understanding like what the needs of families are. And a lot of families do have like smart mobile devices that they use for everyday needs that they have. And a big thing for us as we think about like the family feud piece of it is finding ways that it works for like your household and for your family. And one of the big things that I've thought about has to do with like setting boundaries. So we talked about price. We talked about like age appropriate technology and all these different things um, that we touched on. And setting boundaries is such a big one for me because it allows like household members to have a discussion to say, okay, this is the amount that we're going to be spending on a cell phone for this member of our family. And these are the features that we would like from that phone and making sure that they're looking at like the overall costs, what that's going to cost like the household and creating just like Kathy says, like they're saving their spending plan for that device. Good summary there. I think mm-hmm. we got it because, <laughs> you know, everybody's going to come in in a little different place on how many devices and how often we're using them, but it has certainly become a part of many and probably most families, households, um, expenses. And it's worth thinking about this cost and the benefits and some of the cons to our smart mobile devices. 
Absolutely. So I know we only touched on a few things in terms of like smart mobile devices. There's a lot out there um, that we hear in the news every day, right? Um, but I think having like a discussion with those in your household about what the expectations are, maybe even starting the conversation early. So say, for example, you have, may have like you know, preteens who don't have um, any mobile devices yet. So what conversations are you having around what they should expect as they, if you're going to be given them a mobile device and when can they expect that? So maybe even like start like some of that conversation early can help reduce like some of the conflicts that might arise. Good point. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we thank you so much for listening. Kathy, did you have any additional points that you No, like I to just share? think this is a really fun topic to think about and for me to think about how things have evolved in the last 20 years. So, um, you know, my hats off to all the young parents who are trying to set these boundaries and figure things out for mm -hmm. young children. And um, I know it's a challenge. It's always, you know, as soon as you get it figured out, then the kids are likely to bring up something else that they want or need or yep, something want. new to do with merge. it so yep <laughs> so absolutely well thank you all so much for listening um we really appreciate it thank you so much until next time thanks for listening to family financial views if you'd like to learn more about the educators extension in illinois or just personal finance in general you can check us out on the web at www.retirewell.illinois.edu